Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 154, season seven. Today's date is August 6, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. Uh, today's show, I will talk about uh, Rusty the Handyman from the Bozo Super Sunday show uh, that was played by Robin Urich. Uh, he passed away a few days ago. I will talk about uh, my memories and about his life. Also, I will talk about school supplies from the 1970s. And this is uh, an era where I grew up when I went to school, elementary school, and the uh, school supplies that my mother bought for me before I started school in September. So that would be a lot of fun. you know. And this will uh, trigger a lot of memories for everybody during that time. But right now... Oh, also, I will talk about some other posts that I posted on on my Vanish Chicagoland Facebook page. I haven't done it in the past couple episodes, so I'll read off a few posts. And you can check them out on, if you're on Facebook, please check them out on my Facebook page. Okay, right now the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Lowenbrow Beer. <laughs> Oh, that famous commercial. And it's from the mid-1970s. And uh, the slogan is, here's to good friends. (laughs) So sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer we'll pour must say something more somehow. So tonight, tonight, tonight. Let it be low and round. Let it be low and round. It's been so long. Hey, I'm glad to see you. Raise your glass. Here's to health and happiness. So tonight, tonight, let it be all the best. When you're with good friends having good times, don't just have a beer. Have a low and round. Because good friends and good times deserve the taste of a great beer. And there's really only one, Lowenbrow. Tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Lowenbrow Beer. Uh, let me give you a little history about this beer. And the commercial. Uh, it's uh, founded in Munich, Germany, and it means, Lorenbrau means Lion's Brew, which is, uh, it was, uh, this is a very old beer, you know. It opened like in the, you know, according to some sources, uh, it happened like in the 14th century, 16th century, around there, and that's, uh, you know, allegedly found like that and uh when i first saw this beer uh was not in a liquor store it was in during the commercials that they aired 
And uh, they aired these commercials most of the time when Saturday Night Live uh, aired in the 70s. The show's still on, but I'm talking about with the uh, the original cast, like Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Gilda Radner, etc. And uh, they played this uh, commercial. And it was very memorable. A lot of people remember that. Uh, interesting enough, the... The singer that you heard on the on the commercial was Lou, not Lou, Lou Rawls. It wasn't him. I thought it was him, and then some people said they it was him. It was not true. The singer was uh, his name was Arthur Prysock, and he was a baritone jazz singer. And uh, he he sang that he was he had a good voice, you know, very uh, you know very melodic and all that. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away on June twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. And uh, then there were other singers that sang uh, the commercials. Um, I tried Lowenbrow beer a long time ago. It's still being made, but I have not seen it in the liquor stores. Maybe it's there, but I never paid attention to it because I'm not a drinker. Uh, most beer, I'm not crazy about domestic beers that much. I like imported, like, for example, Heineken, which is good. Uh also like uh, Greek beer, because I'm Greek, of course. I like Fix, and uh, I haven't tried the other ones like Alpha and Mythos. Someday I will. But uh, I went to a festival, a church festival, about uh, last month, and I ordered uh, Fix beer. And that was good, you know, very small. <laughs> so um, Lowenbrow was just like, it reminds me of Michelob. That's what it was. And so that commercial was very memorable, and it, it it was there from the 70s and 80s. So if you want to check it out, you can check out on YouTube. You'll find it. Just do a search. Okay. Right now, I will talk about what I mentioned at the top of the program. I will talk about uh, Rusty the Handyman from the Bozo Super Sunday School, played by Robin Urich. I will talk about him first and also school supplies from the 1970s. Okay. First off, we'll talk about uh, Rusty the Handyman. Uh, that was played by Robin Urich, and uh, he started the Bozo Super Sunday show from uh, in 1994. I think that's about the time they moved the show from, first it was at noon, then it was in the morning, about 7 o'clock, and then it moved to Sundays, you know, and uh, I grew up in the era uh, from the late 60s, from the 70s and 80s, you know, with Bob Bell as Bozo, Uh Roy Brown is Cookie the Cook. Um, Ned Luck for Ringmaster Ned. Uh, Oliver Oliver, played by Ray Rayner. Wizard of the Wizard, played by Marshall Brodine. You know, the, those guys. And then, uh, you know, Bob Bell retired in 1984, I believe. And uh, then, I think 1983 or 84, I keep forgetting. And then D- Joey Dioria. Di- played Bozo from then until the show ended in 2001. And uh, Robin Urich played Rusty the Handyman. I've seen a few clips of him. He's very funny. You know, he's uh, not very bright. <laughs> Sometimes, not always, but uh, he was very entertaining. I liked the guy. I really did. And uh, I saw a few shows in Sundays, you know, but uh, that was from the era from the 90s. You know, if, if kids in the 90s grew up, they, they remembered him. Um, and, uh, believe it or not, he was an actor too. 
you know, and uh, he appeared in some movies and some TV shows. Like, for example, I'll read off his credits. You remember these TV shows? Uh, he played in, uh, he was Archie Bunker's Place, a spinoff from Arlo and the Family. He was uh, in a movie called Class Reunion. Remember that? After MASH, that's a spinoff of MASH. He was also in the TV show Alice and uh, and also in Webster. You know, the star Emmanuel Lewis, he was in there. Also, he was in a movie, Hoffa, that starred Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. And he played a reporter in that. Maybe, you know, I seen the movie once a long time ago and, you know, I didn't pay attention. Maybe I'll see it again if I can find him. He played a reporter. And then he played Rusty, of course. And uh, he was suffering from cancer. And uh, he died. He was 69 years old. And uh, that was a shame. It really was. And uh, they had a GoFundMe page for him to uh, pay for his medical expenses. And now uh, they have one for to pay his uh, funeral. And uh, he... Uh, he was in Ringling Brothers after he left uh, the Bozo Super Sunday show, I think when it was canceled, and he went to Sarasota, and he started in Ringling Brothers, and he entertained uh, um, certain events. Uh, he worked at workshops. He trained how to be a clown. That must have been interesting, <laughs> you know, but he sounds a wonderful man, you know, uh, my condolences to the family. Okay. Next up, we'll talk about school supplies in the 1970s. Uh, this topic, this subject is very dear to me. And uh, I had fond memories of that when I was growing up. Um, I don't remember school supplies when I went to kindergarten. Um, but also, it was first grade, I remembered. And uh, we lived in the Roseland neighborhood of Chicago. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, then um, we lived there, and uh, the nearby stores that we lived on Michigan Avenue was um, Gately's People Store and Kresge's uh, uh, Discount Store. And that's where my mother bought school supplies for me. Um, let's see. So, uh, excuse me a second, I'll be right back. Okay, everyone, sorry about that. I had to clear my throat. You know, um, I'm recording in my house and the air, condi- the air conditioner's on and it affects my throat and it gets dry, so I have to drink water. Okay, um, before, I was talking about the, my, the school supplies from the 1970s and when we lived in the Roseland area on the south side of Chicago, on Michigan Avenue, right above the shoe store, my father owned the building. My mother bought school supplies from certain stores, for example, Gately's People Store and also Kresge's, if you remember that. Also Woolworths, it was on 113th Street, and uh, Kresge's and Gately's People Store was on 112th. We lived on 111. And uh, I remember she bought, let's see, for example, um, pencils, uh, pens. Erasers, pencil sharpeners, little pencil sharpeners. Remember that? Oh, and if we had, if I had art class, she would buy me almost glue and also paste, which was, you know, when you open a jar of paste, that smell, oh, that's <laughs> unmistakable. You know, that smell like that. And uh, crayons. 
Uh, well, she bought Crayola crayons. Also, there was a brand of crayons that a lot of people forgot was called Whitman. And uh, they were kind of cool looking, very colorful. So in the back, they showed uh, a list, you know, in dots, what colors they are. Uh, and Crayola didn't do that. And it was, I found a, a few pictures online, you know, uh, Etsy.com sells them, eBay, of course. And they were very nice. And uh, so I remember uh, my mom bought a uh, a bag or a suitcase and put all my books. And I put my notebooks. Also notebooks, uh, just a standard mead uh, notebooks, you know, different colors. Also a binder. Remember you buy the uh, dividers with different colors. Uh, and then you label them. That was nice. So you, t- you went to school. And you had the uh, dividers with the with the notebooks, and uh, you would just. Uh, I remember when I was in in class, and let's say we had English class, social studies, or history, science. I would just flip over, and I, I had fun when I was at home, and I labeled them, which um, which colors like that. It was kind of cool. Um. I remember the pens I had was, for example, the the four color ones that came from Bic. Uh, they still sell them, I believe. You know, it came, it was red, black, blue, and green. And I remember I had a pen where it had different colors. It was about maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 colors like that. It was a huge pen like that. And I saw that in the store. I, I begged my mom to buy it for me, and she did. And it was kind of nice. And uh, also... It was like a case, and it was like a plastic case shaped like a pencil, a very huge pencil. And I think you had like a zipper, and you put your pencils in there. It was kind of nice. And let's see what else. Also, uh, interesting um, thing I want to tell you is, uh, oh, also, do you remember composition books? It came uh, when you want to write a composition or a book report. The binder was like in black and white, and you had, and then it had a label. You put your name, what grade you were, what class, and you did that. And also the Trapper Keeper. I never had the Trapper Keeper, but it was very popular in school, and it was there from the 70s and 80s. And that also, um, there was a photo on Twitter, I know, set up a few days ago. Richard Roper, the film critic. And uh, sometimes he appears on Windy Cindy Live on WLS TV Channel 7. He posted a picture of school supplies like in the 70s. And he sh- it showed Crayola cray- a box of Crayola crayons, a 64, you know, with a sharpener in the back. Also, uh, the things that I mentioned, uh, Elmer's glue, a paste, um, pens like that. And uh, pencil sharpeners, those little ones. Also, when you were in class, uh, yeah, before I get into that, you know, I want to thank Richard Roper for that photo. That, that was nice. Boy, that, that, uh, the, the memories kept flooding in because of that. <laughs> and uh, so, let's see what else I remember. I remember when you were in class, you had your, they had the pencil sharpener. Sometimes they had the one that you uh, had a handle and you roll it. Like that. Also, they had electric ones, you know. And uh, some kids, no, I don't think kids brought electric ones. No, I don't think so. And uh, so let's see. And 
for example, like in the classroom, you had the blackboards. Uh, I remember on top of the blackboard had the the alphabet. And uh, I remember in second grade, we learned how to handwrite. And uh, the teacher, my teacher taught me that when I attended Aquarius Elementary Schools, which was located in on Stoneland Avenue in the South Shore neighborhood, then it moved to Damon Avenue, and then it moved where it is on Palos Hills. But that was a cool memory that uh, she taught, my, te- my English teacher taught, Mrs. Jost taught me, uh, taught us in class how to handwrite. My handwriting is not that great these days. You know, I write like a, like a doctor. <laughs> and, uh, but it was fun learning each letter. Capital letters, you know, uppercase, lowercase, you know, also learned uh, basic math, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division came later, and then geometry, and etc. Yeah, that was fun. Also, your textbooks, you know, it's kind of cool seeing that. But uh, the thing is, every year uh, when the school year would start, uh, it started September when I was growing up, but now it's August. It's I don't understand that. I, I don't know when that started. I don't remember when it started. Uh, I'm not married. I don't have children, so I don't know. But I know it's in August, and that's bizarre. To me, it is. September is traditionally, uh, you know, the, the month that you start school. But I think it starts to go in Chicago, in the city, but not in the suburbs. They start a little earlier. And uh, probably about now, you know, it's coming up. So every year, uh, I would get new school supplies, you know, get new notebooks, new pens, uh, markers, whatever you needed, you know. Uh, highlighters weren't, weren't there at the time. They came later. So I never used a highlighter when I was in the grade school. Mm-mm. Not at all. And, of course, box of Crayola crayons. Uh, first, I didn't get the 64 one. You get, like, for example, the 16, the 24, then the 48. You know, and uh, I talked about Crayola crayons and their discontinued colors on a previous podcast episode. If you could search it, you could find it. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was fun to talk about. And... Uh, so that's... Let's see what else. And then as uh, years went by... Uh, I didn't need school supplies, you know, up to eighth grade. But when I went to Bogan High School, you bought, you know, notebooks, you know, the usual, you know. But textbooks were provided in the um, the high school. You know, some were real old. <laughs> also, what else? Oh, rulers. There were side rules. There was protractors. I had that, you know. You know, and then when you get, you know, when you get older and then you go to uh, high school, then college, and then I went to DeVry Institute. I remember uh, the school supplies I needed was, of course, notebooks, pens, pencils, also flowcharts, because I uh, computer science was my major, and I bought a flowchart. And uh, people who were in this bit, in this field, and when they went to DeVry, and uh, they bought their first flowchart, and uh, I posted a, a picture of a flowchart a long time ago on Twitter, and there were uh, people that uh, were in the were in the field of computer science. Uh, I don't know about the internet, not doubt it. You know, you know, IT. They didn't do that, so uh, it was kind of cool seeing that. Also, uh, so 
It was fun. Also, now I'm going to play a commercial, and it's for the Big Banana. I did have the Big Banana when I was uh, in grade school. And here's a commercial from the mid-1970s. This is Big Banana Crayons, and it stars Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> and he's singing. He all, He's dressed like a banana, and all his students are. And they're singing along, and it's funny. So here is the commercial for Big Banana Crayons. Sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thanks. Oh, we've gone bananas for big banana in crayon. You'll learn to write a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, we've gone bananas for big banana in crayon. The colors are so bright and gay. Oh, you can learn to color, write smooth lines or fat. <laughs> Draw a banana and give it a hat. Okay, but you'll go bananas for big banana in crayon. You'll learn to write a lot of Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Big Banana Crayons with Charles Nelson Riley. Uh, he was a very funny man. Uh, he's best known for his appearance on Match Game. I still love that show. It's hilarious. It, I have the game show network, so I watch, I used to watch it all the time, uh, but I, uh, uh, I don't watch it. You know, I've seen all the reruns. It's still rerun to this day. And uh, he, he was in a lot of sitcoms, a lot of movies, uh, stage work. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> He's famous for playing Hoodoo, the magician from Lidsville, you know, with all the people with the hats and all that. And he, and he was, uh, he was a nasty guy, but he was, he was insulting. He insulted everybody. It was just funny. Okay. So uh, for school supplies, uh, I had the big banana. Yeah, I, I did that. And there are commercials, uh, of course, of this one as well on YouTube. You can do a search and you can find it. Okay. So uh, that is all for school supplies. So, you know, it's uh, that was, like I said, this was a treasured moment, a treasured memory for me, you know, looking forward to the school year to get my school supplies. Ah. And uh, someday I will talk about lunchboxes. You know, I had a few lunchboxes. So that would be an interesting show. That will be coming up soon. Okay. Right now, I'm going to talk about some some posts that I posted on Van Chicago Land Facebook page. I'll go through a few, and then that would be the end of the show. All right, so here we go. About a couple weeks ago, I posted a... um, it was a photo of a pie server from Poppin' Fresh Pies, which is now called Baker Square. And uh, the one that, that I the one that I went to a lot was located in Burbank, Illinois, at 79th Street in Cicero. That opened about mm, 1979, 80, around that time, you know. And uh, there are not many few there are not that many in the Chicagoland area. You know, they closed, I think there were about maybe three or four. And, uh, so, and, uh, you know, I haven't been to one in a long time. Uh, the one that was nearby was in Alsip and they closed that. And, uh, I think the other one is in Willowbrook. So that's out of the way. So if I'm in the area, maybe I'll have a craving for French silk, which is one of my favorite. And, uh, so that was cool for me to post that photo of the pie server. You know, there it's, uh, it's kind of nice. Okay, uh, next up, I posted uh, 
Let's see what we got here. I found a carton of Prince Castle's ice cream. And you remember Prince Castle's hamburgers. And uh, then it became Cock Robin. Uh, this particular post of the carton of vanilla ice cream, it says vanilla ice cream, but on the on the the photograph shows like different flavors. Uh, it looked like there was cherry, uh, strawberry, you know, fudge swirl. And that was kind of misleading. <laughs> you know, the people say, well, when you have vanilla ice cream, wouldn't it show a picture of vanilla? I don't know. Maybe it was an error or they just did that just to uh, confuse the consumer like me. <laughs> it was kind of cool finding that. So a lot of people liked it. And they miss this place so much. Also, I found a server pad where, you know, if you're a waiter or waitress at a restaurant, and this is from Wags Restaurant. And I remember the Wags, uh, that was at 79th and Cicero in Scottsdale neighborhood. Uh, the one, uh, I only went a couple of times, but there was one near where, when I attended DeVry Institute of Technology on the north side at Belmont and Western, where Riverview Park is. And uh, a few of my friends... Uh, they were classmates. They decided to go out to lunch, you know, to celebrate that we were ending, you know, the school year. This happened in 1986. And there was a WAGS at Addison, uh, on Addison Street, not too far from WGN Studio, you know, on Bradley Place. And uh, so that was a good, that was a nice restaurant. People missed this place. It was owned by Walgreens and, uh, then it turned into Shoney's, and then that was it. That was, uh, but uh, it's a shame. Maybe the reason they went out of business, maybe they built too many or they were in debt. Who knows? I don't know what happened. You know, but uh, the food was good. It was very good. They had a, um, a good menu, nice, wide selection of, of uh, sandwiches, desserts. That was great. That was wonderful. Okay. And then uh, let's see what else. Also, I found an ad for John's frozen pepperoni pizza. Of course, you know, I've talked talked about this on previous podcast episodes about John's frozen pizza, which was based in Chicago Heights. Uh, my mom, my mother used to buy this in the 70s and early 80s, and it was very good. You know, it, some people complain it was cardboard most, most of the time. Uh, Frozen pizza is uh, now they've enhanced it. It's a little better than today, and but it was what's so special about John's frozen pizza is, you know, when you're a kid, you you get excited, and uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. My mom bought it at Jewel and Dominic's. Uh, when we lived in the Ashburn area in the seventies, you know, I remember my memories that we had a John's frozen pizza, and you had a uh, like a big liter, a big bottle of RC Cola, and you watch Creature Features on Saturday nights. <laughs> a lot of people remember that. Or if you in, or if you had friends over, uh, my mom would just uh, take the, the frozen pizza out of the freezer, plop it on a plate, throw it in the oven, and it's all set to go. That was, that was good. They had the pepperoni sausage. Uh, they had hamburger one time, which is pretty good. I like that. And cheese, of course. Okay. And uh, let's see, I found a cardboard carrying case from Canfield's Soda. Sometimes the cases were wooden, and Canfield's was, uh, let's see, 
the distribution center was at, uh, let me get the right address, like 89th Street and State Street around there, like Indiana, or in the Chatham area, the Chatham neighborhood. And, uh, of course, Canfields uh, has been missed by a lot of people. They're famous for their ginger ale, their cream soda, their colas, uh, other the diet chocolate fudge. You know, some people say that you can still find them in certain areas of the United States or like 50-50. If you can find them on Amazon, you can, but I don't know if it's the same. I don't know. I haven't tried one. Not doubt it. But it was a Chicago company, you know, and had roots here. Also, I found a postcard from Lipton's department store. It was located at the River Oaks Shopping Center in Calumet City. A very fancy store. It had wonderful clothes, uh, women's clothes, men's clothes, ties, uh, suits, shoes. Um, it was there from the uh, opened in the 60s and it left. And, uh, of course, the famous location was the State Street uh, in Chicago. Uh, I heard on the news that now River Oak Shopping Center, they're going to build a water park where Sears used to be. That'd be kind of good. I'm glad it's going to bring uh, some business. You know, we need that. You know, so that's good. You know, it's great for the kids. Also, I found a menu from Julian's Restaurant. That was located at 103 East Chicago Avenue near the Water Tower Place. Uh, I remember seeing this restaurant and had a very interesting menu. And there's a photo floating, floating around the Internet somewhere, <laughs> if you could find it. So that's kind of funny, like that. Let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Also, I found an ad for Linko Bleach. Everyone knows that Linko Bleach was founded in Chicago, and uh, my mother used it. So, uh, you know, you had Clorox. That was the famous, famous speech. But to people to this day, when they buy bleach, you know, in a grocery store, they call it Linko, even though it's Clorox or some other brand, they still call it Linko. And if you're from Chicago, sometimes my mom calls it that, but it's not, it's Clorox. So, and uh, she bought it uh, a long time ago. It was a good product. It really was. It's a shame it uh, went away. You know, who knows, might come back. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Let's see what else. Ah, also, I found a postcard. This was from the Oakbrook uh, Center, Shopping Center in Oakbrook, Illinois, and it was the Baskin Clothing Store. Now, Baskin Clothing Store is was located on State Street uh, in Chicago. Uh, it sold uh, men's clothing, women's, and it was, it was beautiful. It really was. This opened in Oakbrook uh, probably in the... I'm, Probably when it, when Oak Brook opened sixty years ago in nineteen sixty two, and it probably was there. And uh, when I posted this uh, photo, people loved it. They remembered that story. It was very uh, very nice. One quality merchandise, like most stores, like Marshall Fields, Carson's, and Weevils, you know. And also other clothes, like for Charles A. Stevens. Remember that? So that was uh, that was kind of cool. You know, for me finding that. Let's see what else. Uh, also, of course, I found an ad for Dressel's Bakery. Oh, 
How can you, how could this one go away? We missed the chocolate fudge cake, you know, the whipped cream, you know, and uh, uh, I wish somebody would continue that. Actually, uh, they make this chocolate, uh, the whipped cream, chocolate fudge, the chocolate cake at Wolf's Bakery in Evergreen Park on 95th Street, west of Kedzie. Some people say it's the same. Some people say, no, it's not It's not like the original, but it comes close. I haven't bought it yet. Someday I will. And uh, But they also made uh, pound cakes, uh, coffee cakes. Also, if you want to order a cake for your birthday, graduation, or any occasion, you know, they were there. So that was, uh, was kind of cool. Also, I found a picture of the toy department at, at Sears that was located in Chicago. Not the one there were two Sears stores in Chicago on State Street. Uh, not the one that was located I think like um, I'm not sure. I don't I don't remember exactly what street but this one was the first Sears store that opened by Van Buren and Congress. And uh, this photo was taken in December 8, 1964, it shows uh, it was in the basement, I believe, and this was the toy department. It was kind of cool with the trucks, the Tonka trucks and all that. And I remember a memory where my mother took me there, and she bought me my first box of dominoes. When I saw the box, it had not just the white dots. It had different colors, and I, it looked... To me, it was fascinating as a little boy, and I, I begged my mom to buy it for me, and she did. So uh, that was kind of cool to play dominoes. Some came orange, blue, red, yellow, green. That was nice. That was very nice. Let's see. what Anything else? Ah. Yesterday on August 5th was the 50th anniversary where Dirty Dragon from the BJ and Dirty Dragon show made an appearance at Fort City Shopping Center. I did not see him because I didn't live in the area at that time. I moved in 1974, you know, in the Ashburn area. I remember watching him on TV on Channel 32 with uh, Bill Jackson. I talked about him when he passed away uh, earlier this year. And it's a podcast. It was a podcast episode. You can find it if you'd like to listen to. And uh, I love the show. I really do. And he also did uh, Giggle Snort Hotel, which I heard that the, the entire series will be on DVD. It will be available soon, probably in the fall. And uh, once that's available, I'm going to buy it. I can't wait. Look, it's it's not Cartoon Town. It's not the BJ and Dirty Dragon. So it's something. At least the characters, that, all the characters are there, but it's at a hotel. So that's fine. Okay. Let's see what else. And so that's it. So uh, that's it for the show today. And uh, I was, t- so I'll do a recap of what I discussed. I discussed about the Rusty the Handyman from the Bozo's Super Sunday Show, and that was Robin Urich. He played him, and he passed away a few days ago. Uh, also, I talked about school supplies from the 1970s and my memories of that, and also I did a recap of, of some posts I posted on my face, on my Facebook page, Van Chicago Line. Uh, once this episode is published, you can uh, find you can find it on any podcast available: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Amazon Music, Spotify. I found that. Well, I didn't find out. I've known this for a while. But if you have uh, the Amazon Fire Stick, 
you can, and the app for Spotify is there. So you can listen on your TV if you'd like. You know, you can also listen on your phones, tablets, in the car, anywhere, wherever it's available. And also listen to my other podcast, uh, TV Oblivion. And uh, I'll probably do an episode of that tomorrow. We'll see. Or Tuesday. You know, I'll get that ready. And I will do another episode of Van Chicago on Stories uh, soon. That'll be episode 155. That'll be kind of fun. I haven't decided what I'm going to talk about, but we'll see. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So this is Pete Costas, your host of Van Chicago on Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Everyone have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I will too. It's hot this weekend, so stay cool. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye for now. And bye-bye for me. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>